0: Today we're going to talk about the Steam Deck and some interesting uh, similarities between the Atari VCS and some other stuff, our opinions. This is the Retrospection Podcast. Alright, so to start off, I figured we would talk about some specs, unless you have some intro thoughts that you wanted to no. Nope, let's
1: jump right in okay
0: um so the steam deck is a handheld gaming device it's running linux arch linux as its platform or uh its operating system and um it's basically built by valve to facilitate gaming and Basically only gaming, but you can do other things with it. Um, the processor. Um, I don't think it's as important for us to go over, like, gigahertz and everything, but it's running RDNA 2, which is the same architecture as the Xbox Series S and X and the PlayStation 5. So that's pretty cool. Up to par. Um, the RAM is 16 gigs. LPDDR5, which is uh a little bit i'd say advanced for right now wouldn't you think so yeah like linus tech tips had brought that up that uh it's it seemed like a step forward but it almost seemed a bit more like uh future proofing
1: in a way yeah especially where it's running linux like anything running windows especially windows 10 like windows 10 if you have four gigs of ram You're probably hurting. (laughs) And uh, so it requires more than even Linux does.
0: Yeah, and the the good thing about it, it's running Linux and and it has 16 gigs, but that is also somewhat shared with the GPU because it's an integrated GPU on the RDNA 2 processor.
1: See, when you look at it like that, it's not as bad because... I mean you could easily get like and I don't know how well that how the integration works exactly but if I have a graphics card like it's nice to have 8 gigs of ram just on the graphics card.
0: Yeah, I think the cool thing about it is that it uh it can balance flip and flop in any direction, yeah.
1: Um so that makes a little more sense with the 16 gigs if if a good chunk of that can be graphics ram. Oh yeah. Um other than that the storage is an
0: M.2 slot it's uh it's it says here socketed 2230 M.2 which is a tiny little
1: basically square shaped chip it's a small one so it makes it a little harder or a little more expensive to get <laughs> to get a bigger size it's harder <laughs> to find at least when i looked a couple months ago harder to find a bigger a bigger size than like 512 gig Um, yeah it's uh it's more expensive than if it were like a bigger m.2 size a company
0: did just release a two terabyte um card which is cool but i i can't begin to tell you what the price is i don't remember (laughs) but it's pretty
1: expensive for sure right and i'd say that it was quickly becoming affordable if it wasn't for the chip shortages (laughs) and possible you know war in taiwan or taiwan (laughs) there's nothing there yet but there's a chance well
0: i know that uh china takes over a lot of um what was it called um neon neon is used to power the lasers that are used to make chips i don't know the exact process but that's Uh, uh, you can tell I'm a simp for Linus Tech Tips because that's where most of this information comes from for me, (laughs) but that's what they were talking about. Um, so I know chips are going to be even harder because most of the neon we get is from Ukraine. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Woo. (laughs) I don't even know what sort of chips are in those hard drives or if they have anything to do with Taiwan. I just know Taiwan has a lot of our chipset stuff. (laughs) But...
0: Um, Continuing on, other than the um, hardware specs inside the machine, on the outside, we've got your typical Xbox controller setup. So you got, I'm going to call them Start Select because I don't care to learn what the new names are. We got Start Select, two joysticks, D-pad, ABXY, and then L1, L2, R1, R2. And then on the back of the Steam Deck, you've got the paddles is that what they call them there's four paddles back there the steam controller only had two and those two were very useful i use the steam deck controller or the steam controller every time i play um and
1: yeah that's the thing the difference between this and say its biggest competitors like the gpd win is that the gpd win is still trying to be like also your little laptop where this yeah. just isn't at all. This that's guy. That's what we're using here.
0: Right there, if you're watching the video.
1: But this isn't at all. It doesn't have a keyboard, and uh, it doesn't natively boot into like a operating system.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's basically if you were to turn on the switch, it goes to the home screen. <laughs> so
1: goes to their Steam home.
0: Yeah, Um, along with all those common controls, we have two touchpads, one on each side that you can access with your thumbs, and those are also on the Steam controller, and they're excellent for using a mouse in-game or just having any sort of precise movement. And there's also gyroscopes inside, so really cool. It's got, I believe it's a 7-inch display. It's 1280 by 800 pixels so it's a 16 by 10 aspect ratio also same as this gpd win max laptop here the ratio yeah the the screen on this laptop is an inch bigger but um it only goes up to a refresh rate of 60 hertz makes sense it's a handheld we're not playing competitive (laughs) counter-strike we don't need higher than that
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think Um, that's plenty for a handheld.
0: Higher frame rate also horribly affects battery life. So even if your display can't use it, keep that in mind if you get the Steam Deck. Don't play with frame rates higher than 60 because it's not going to do you any good. It's only going to do you bad. (laughs) And it's got Bluetooth 5.0, your Wi-Fi, I don't know what generation, but I'm assuming it's fine. (laughs) nobody's complained about it yet yeah um yeah that's pretty much it It comes with a 45 watt charger there's nothing else like uhs one supported sd and sd card i mean and yeah that's basically the specs of this machine
1: yeah battery life is going to be wholly reliant on the game you're playing and what uh settings you have that game on probably yeah um they do have
0: a lot of tools in SteamOS that uh, help you with battery life outside of the game's settings. Right. And I think that's where I would, would actually manage that the most rather than going into the game's menus all the time. You can just go into Steam's little quick menu they have with the Steam button. Um, so uh, is there anything you, else you want to mention about any specs, anything that interests you? I don't think so. Okay. Um, So we did an episode of our podcast. It was the very first thing we recorded, other than an iPhone parody. Uh, In 2018, we did a video about the Atari VCS when it was coming out. When they had announced it, um, I think there was a good amount of information out. And uh, so we did a video about it, and we were talking... And I think there's some pretty funny things that we could kind of springboard off of uh, that were in that video. The first thing is the fact that the Atari VCS ships with Linux. And at the time, we were fairly negative about that. Because Linux was, and still in a way, is very difficult to get games to play on. Um... What I found interesting listening to that video, I looked at when it was published. Um, What's the month before August? July? June, July, August. Yeah, July. So we published that video in July, and then a month later, Valve starts working on Proton, the first version of Proton released, literally a month after that video. So before that point, there wasn't a totally reliable way to try and launch windows games it was all dependent on linux native stuff and that was our biggest gripe is because no developers want to support linux because the player base is so small right um so that was pretty funny because immediately after that valve's like hey <laughs> we should probably work on this cool
1: project to get Windows games running on Linux. And Proton, for anyone who doesn't know, basically it uses, my understanding is it uses some witchcraft to get Windows <laughs> games couple to run. A couple spells thrown
0: in there. To get Windows
1: games to run on Linux? I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, it's basically a compatibility
0: layer. Um, I, I, It's based off of Wine, which is a program that's been around for a long time where you can boot simple windows programs and (laughs) it's always been very shaky it's a not the most reliable method for this kind of thing but valve has put in a ton of effort since 2018 so it's been 18 19 20 21 22 it's been four years now into making the majority of popular games Run using this compatibility layer, and they've been updating it over the past four years, slowly to support more things that are Windows only, um, and so it's kind of neat.
1: The fact is, they they pretty much had no choice but to create this if they wanted this type of product um, when they launched. Uh, what was it, Steam OS, Steambox, Steam Machine, Steam Machine? Oh yeah. Uh, Seems like their goal for that and for this was to kind of say, "Hey, let's take the PC market and make it console market friendly, mm-hmm. as far as uh, fan base, user base, make it really easy to use, to understand." Um, and I think with the Steambox, it just flopped because of that compatibility. Where their best bet was to say hey, developers, please make your games for Linux. Make them work for Linux. Compile them for Linux. Yeah, They did it with their own games, but they couldn't force anyone else to do it. I think it's interesting because it
0: really looks like Valve has learned from their mistakes. Um, They have probably learned the painful lesson that developers just were not enticed by the Steam machine and the prospect of developing for Linux. And I don't know how difficult of a process it is to port something from Windows to Linux, but I do know that any extra work that is needed to make that process or make that result happen, developers don't want to take that because, again, the Linux user base was so small. And so when Valve started Proton, I think it was their way to kind of reach in the other direction and be like, hey, developers, we're working to make your games playable on Linux. And so they, they've they taken most of the steps in the direction towards the developers, and I think at this point they're hoping the developers will take just a couple steps in their direction to meet
1: not exactly in the middle. <laughs> right, And uh, and the chances of that are a lot higher now that um, this thing's probably going to be pretty popular. Well, it already is. I mean, yeah. it's already pretty popular. But like, th- that's the thing Valve, I think, learned is that a lot of companies are mostly just profit-based. And so if there's not that profit incentive for user base, there's no way it's going to happen. And Valve, as much as I can gripe about their company for the last... 20 years like it seems like for the most part they kind of do what their employees want to do or what they yeah. find interesting or cool they're not all like what's going to make us the most money the fastest way possible yeah and so i mean that's been part of their downfall i think it's part <laughs> of the reason i think that they have so many undeveloped games is because there's nothing there to say we got to get this done in this timeline and to make this money because of this and so things just <laughs> don't happen
0: there it's like a double-edged sword because when valve gets passionate about a project and i think as the steam deck is right now it's a great example of that when when valve gets passionate about a project they make some really good stuff the last thing i recall them being super passionate about is portal 2 portal 2 was amazing people loved it the story was great it was funny the puzzles were amazing the game looked great still looks great even though it's like a decade old now like um it's like the the flip-floppiness of valve is like they get super passionate and make excellent stuff but then like they fall off of it out uh after a while because people's interests change it's just like having hobbies as a an individual so
1: right um but i think valve maybe hoped that companies or maybe they didn't realize companies just weren't going to put in very much work unless the profit margin was a lot (laughs) bigger and so they had to come that 80 to 90 percent of the way instead of meeting (laughs) halfway or whatever it was
0: yeah another addition to that to the steps that valve's taking in the developers direction there are so many cool apis for the steam deck that developers can easily patch into to make their games just that much simpler and fluent with the steam deck um there are apis to tell specific like tell to have a game look at the steam deck and be like we're playing on the steam deck automatic graphics have been chosen just for the steam deck whatever the developers decided works well and then you know text will be bigger because the screen is small just those kinds of things and it really isn't too much work for the developer at that point because steam's already developed these apis that they can just patch into
1: right and apis are fantastic to use as a developer um one thing i kind of wanted to go
0: into uh it's pretty obvious comparison given the internet mostly like twitter and reddit how divisive they all are like we need to compare this to the switch and uh (laughs) we were just talking about this before we started recording about how nintendo Our perception of Nintendo has changed slowly over time. The past, I mean, the past four years since we first did that recording about the VCS, our opinions have changed pretty greatly about Nintendo, especially in the past five years since they released the Switch. Um, And it's mainly because of some of the anti-consumer things that they've done. And I know that's like a, that's a buzzword for people, (laughs) anti-consumer. But, uh... But, you know, it's it's interesting because things like their retro games, like they just... A, a huge thing that's made me excited for the Steam Deck is the fact that Nintendo just announced that they're going to shut down the Wii U and the 3DS eShops. Um, like, parts of it are shutting down in less than four months. <laughs> like, you can't take more money or put more money into it in a couple months, and then it'll still be up, but there's functionality you won't have, and then in a year, it's going to be gone. And so the, the Wii U and the 3DS are the last consoles to have the virtual console, which is pretty important to people because right now the Switch doesn't have a way to just buy games, and then there's a whole discussion about, like, buying your games on the switch doesn't guarantee you'll have them later because who yeah. knows how long the servers are going to be up to download those games again
1: right and we're, we're talking about a company that had their you know their support call number on the super nintendo up for at least <laughs> 25 years yeah that they supported that and so i don't know it's it's not unsurprising for a company to take off support for old products um i would have expected nintendo to last a lot longer than most companies but they just seem to be
0: well and if we compare i want to bring this back to the steam deck in a little bit but if we compare to the playstation 3 a little while ago sony was like hey guys we are going to shut down the vita store and the ps3 store because they're (laughs) they're like 15 years old at this point (laughs) Or The Vita's, I think the Vita came out in 2012, so it's like a decade now, but if we compare that to the Wii U, when did the Wii U come out? Uh,
1: 2012. 2012,
0: I think, which it's a decade, same as the Vita, but it's a mainline Nintendo console. It's the, it was the Nintendo console. It wasn't the side handheld. And the three DS is another discussion because that is a handheld, but it did better than the Wii U. And well, it
1: also wasn't like GameCube sales levels. It was like it sold like crazy.
0: The three DS, yeah. Or what are you talking about?
1: I was talking about the Wii, but the three DS too. The Wii.
0: Yeah. But the the PlayStation 3 with Sony, they announced that they were gonna shut down and everybody on the internet just exploded and we're like, what? why are you doing this? You can't do this. And uh, what is it? Is it Phil? No, Phil Spencer's Xbox. Uh, Who's the guy at PlayStation? Anyway, um, Sony and PlayStation came out and were like, okay, we've heard your input. We are going to keep those stores open. And what's funny is the PlayStation 3 store is much older than the Wii U one. (laughs) Right. And I know the Wii U did horrible, so there's a little bit less of an argument there but the 3ds is also much newer and did way better than the wii u and they're just shutting her down (laughs) and this isn't even talking about xbox who has had the same online architecture since the first xbox and you can still access your digital purchases from xbox 360 on your xbox series x
1: (laughs) yeah as long as they're backwards compatible so i mean ideally nintendo <laughs> should have said hey let's move those games it might be hard on the 3ds because i don't know what they had ds games on their virtual store at all or what did they have the they game? had DSiWare. that's the oldest they had the DSiWare, which might be hard to port to the switch but but any like wii emulators they they should have just put them in on the switch and said you have access to the ones you've already paid for on the Wii.
0: Yeah, and that's another discussion, because when they switched from Wii to Wii U, you had to pay less of a fee, but you still had to pay a fee if you wanted those virtual console games for the Wii U. You could still access them in Wii mode, but then you had to go to Wii mode every single time you wanted to play those retro games. So if you wanted to play them on the Wii U you had to pay a little fee to get them upgraded, and oh, you're still getting the exact same game.
1: What's funny is most complaints... <laughs> that you already had. Most complaints aren't even about the fact that you can't get your your purchased games on the Switch. It's that you, they don't even allow you to rebuy them on the Switch. But yeah, I mean, that's we're a... delving into Nintendo hate here, but yeah, <laughs> we're just uh, we got a lot of. <laughs> essentially, I mean the the Steam Deck basically is the
0: polar uh, opposite. <laughs> well, I
1: was going to say it's the it's the biggest competition to enter the modern console more in I don't know, how long in a long time.
0: The thing so what I see Valve doing is first off, like we talked about already, they're trying to make PC gaming as console player friendly as possible they want it to be as close but what comes with that is the steam store has been up what nearly 20 years now right and we've got just about that entire catalog that we can still access on the steam deck given that the proton compatibility layer can support those games Um, but the point is no matter how many steam decks are made in the future you're still going to have all those games you bought on the very first Steam Deck as opposed to Nintendo or PlayStation and in some cases Xbox, not all of them. And I think that's a really cool thing about the Steam Deck because that's never going to change. As long as Steam servers are going still, as long as Valve's in business, that's not going to it's not going to change. <laughs>
1: computer architecture does not significantly change.
0: I mean, much. it's been the same for 25 years. So like
1: <laughs> Xbox, they sort of had computer architecture to begin with, and their architecture has not been crazy.
0: Well, the interesting thing is the more time progresses, the closer and closer those consoles actually get to that. Because now they're just straight up on x86 architecture, which is what all of our PC computers run on most of the time.
1: Which is why you see way more ports i think mm-hmm. to
0: and pc the funny thing the switch is still on
1: arm <laughs> so it's yeah. a little bit less it's easier to it's easier to port to than nintendo's power, P- PC, power pc processors which
0: they used on the gamecube is, and the
1: wii and the wii u which they should have dumped at the wii they should have had the wii U something else yeah <laughs> um so that they could have good ports, but at, at least they have the arm, at least they have better ports, but if they went to x86, I think it'd be even better. But the, the Steam's or Valve's goal of, I think, like making the PC market more console friendly is what they wanted to do, I think, with the Steam Box, but...
0: They had the issue
1: of compatibility, but I think the other issue was that most people were like, okay, if I'm going to have a console at home, that's just a PC. Why don't I just actually have a PC? Yeah. So I think their chance of entering that market is substantially better with a handheld option because the competition for handheld PCs (laughs) is not difficult.
0: As someone who has daily driven one of these handheld gaming PCs, um, there's a lot of jank. They are extremely, extremely janky and difficult. And not very beginner-friendly, or even experience-friendly. <laughs> um, so I think Valve comes ahead really far with the Steam Deck because of how user-friendly the the interface is at the beginning. You find a game on the store that says it's great for the Steam Deck, you hit install, or buy, and then hit install, and it just opens and works. <laughs> Whereas on here, you're like, uh, did I get the right drivers? Are they updated? Oh, I updated too far? The game doesn't work anymore? Got to roll back now. <laughs>
1: right. And they streamlined things that... that you might not even think about as much um, just like having an s an SD card or mm-hmm. that you can have your games on and they pop up automatically then you pull it out put in a different SD card and the games pop up and you can easily choose hey I want this game on the SD card or I want it on the on the PC itself hard drive the the closest way you can think about this is like not even not even the
0: switch can hot swap SD cards it'll It'll throw a freaking fit if you take out the SD card while it's running. It's like, I got to shut down. (laughs) But the closest thing is the game cartridges. When you pop in a game cartridge, that game pops to the front of the UI and you can just click play. That's
1: what swapping SD cards is
0: like on the Steam Deck.
1: But managing it is kind of like old memory cards, like on your PlayStation, where (laughs) you can say, I want this saved data moved. Mm Mm-hmm to the to the memory card or to the console yeah it's uh or it's I very guess nice the, they might not have had a console but from one memory card to the second memory card or something mm-hmm. like that
0: yeah then you pop it in a new console <laughs> right. you can copy i don't know if you can copy games but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you could <laughs>
1: probably not a need to yeah you could just install it again assuming your internet's it, okay it wouldn't be so bad but yeah. Yeah. They've streamlined a lot of things to make it super user friendly, and that's the thing is when when they're passionate, like you said, they they seem to care more about the product and how it helps consumers than the money, mm-hmm. which is kind of fills in contrast to Nintendo, who after several years of everyone saying, "Hey, we just want to switch." that we can pay more money for but actually get 60 frames per second on our games or 30 frames per second on our games yeah for or a 1080p screen because our phones have had them for 15 years or whatever it's been 10 years or what when, <laughs> like yeah i uh, and and what nintendo does is they're like here's a bigger screen
0: yeah <laughs> yeah big- for 50 more dollars <laughs> So it's interesting to talk about because Nintendo is pretty notorious. If you listen to any gaming podcast or anything like that, Nintendo's like the only company that still aims to make a profit from their hardware. Every other company is ready to take that loss because they know they'll make it back in the game store. And that's what Steam is doing here with the Steam Deck. Because the base Steam Deck is only $400. It's only 50 more dollars than the OLED switch <laughs> and you've got a 20 year backlog of steam games <laughs> that you could access in one way or another
1: now they have some advantages they are making bank off of steam itself i mean they charge a ridiculous amount or they take a ridiculous percentage in my opinion of every game that's bought
0: yeah, it's thirty percent. It's the same as Xbox and PlayStation.
1: Um, oh, it is. Is it the same as them? Yep, well, that's standard. It's not ridiculous. It felt but, ridiculous to me.
0: Um, I don't. Know, Epic's kind of the one who drug up that conversation, and I don't know why. I the I market. still don't seem. I don't see the Epic Store as a viable competitor to Steam. Still, I still think they're garbage. Uh, the only thing I have on there are free games, except for the Scott Pilgrim game. <laughs> because that's the only place I could buy it. And that's kind of their goal, is to make it the only place. But no, I haven't heard as many That's what you exclusives. have to do. When you
1: don't make the product good enough, you have to resort to making it exclusive.
0: <laughs> Paying out a ton of cash. I still don't know if the Epic Game Store is netting them a profit. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about it. But they're still running, and I'm sure Fortnite's funding that whole thing. <laughs>
1: Probably <laughs> um, Goodness. but so they they have an advantage where I mean it's almost a different market than Nintendo has to deal with Nintendo's yeah. has to deal with like a okay, we come out with a console and and we have to make money off that single console, whereas Steam is like twenty years worth of games and
0: Oh, they're pulling in money from... And all
1: they have to do is manage software (laughs) to get Uh, that money.
0: I mean, they're still pulling... Any games on Steam that have in-game purchases, they're still pulling money from that, too, they get the 30%. I think it's 30% for those as well. But, like, when I bought... um, Ben had given me a little bit of money to buy an animal on Sea of Thieves. And when I got that, it was through the Steam store. I was kind of surprised because it's an Xbox game. (laughs) <laughs> it's a rare it's developed by rare so xbox owns it and they still went through the steam store <laughs> and,
1: so i was and, like "Oh, i okay. mean maybe we're looking at it wrong maybe i don't i don't know their motivation for the product uh because where if they're not making money off the product itself you could kind of say okay then why do they need it at all they already have a complete monopoly on the computer game market um, but maybe they're worried that because mm. consoles are are so powerful now and and coming out with the abilities of computers like 10 years ago if i built a computer it was gonna play better than consoles. well i think i think for the most part.
0: i think I mean, I PC gaming more. is so complicated because I'm pretty sure a lot of the high har- hardware out there, pretty sure you don't need it to even match up with consoles, though. Um, I mean, there's architecture bonuses like having ray tracing and stuff, but um, there's a couple points to that. Like, one was talking about how the Steam Deck could be like a honing in on what developers should shoot for when they're porting a game to PC cuz like there's not like a there's not a goal like with the switch it's like okay we need to get the game down to this level in order for it to run on here and that's how we'll make it work for pc it's kind of like open like i don't know just slap it on <laughs> windows and make it run <laughs> and then pc gamers kind of have to scramble with settings and shiz to try and make the game work right. so that's one way of looking at that but um, I but forgot the other I thing mean, I was going to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe they're losing market share in the gaming world, and they're saying, okay, how can we revitalize PC game purchases in, in the world of console and mobile gaming? Yeah.
0: Um, one thing... One theory that I have and a lot of other people have too is that they're just really trying to get away from Microsoft. Because as open as Microsoft has been with Xbox, Windows is also becoming a more closed platform. They've Microsoft has tried several times to make Windows a more closed down platform. They've tried with, um, I don't remember the actual names, but like Windows 10 Lite or whatever it was. Where it's like, you only get the Microsoft Store. And Xbox Game Pass games being updated through the Microsoft Store as well, like they're really the. I think the Xbox Store is uh, a pretty big threat <laughs> for Steam, just because it's so integrated with Windows.
1: Well, and that's what Microsoft has been trying to do because they're essentially like, hey, we have like aside from Mac, pretty much a monopoly on operating systems for computers like pretty much everyone in the world has windows so like how can we take that to our advantage and make some more money off of it Mm -hmm. Um, especially in a world where uh buying operating systems is becoming less i guess thought about for people like
0: yeah i think I think it would be really cool if Valve was able to strike a deal with some of these other handheld, like GPD, um, who have been very openly against Steam Deck. They love to bash the thing online. It's kind of funny to see because I think the Steam Deck is far superior. <laughs> but uh, it's it would be cool if Valve were to strike a deal with these people and be like, hey, you can make your device. And instead of paying for those Windows licenses, why don't you take uh Why don't you take the SteamOS for free, and then your device is easier to use. Anyways, <laughs> right. I think that would be a cool way for Valve to combat against Windows having such a massive market share.
1: Well, Valve probably already has the thing out there for free.
0: Uh, SteamOS 3 isn't out yet. You can get it. Specifically for the Steam Deck, and try and apply it to other devices, but right, SteamOS two is still out there, but it's still running off of, um, it's a different architecture, like a, it's not Arch Linux, it's a different Linux.
1: Well, is their SteamOS stuff open source, like all of their? Yeah. Their... So essentially, like
0: there is an open source version of SteamOS called Chimera or something like that, and that's been um, updated by fans. For Honestly, a while.
1: if GPD Win was smart, they wouldn't sit there and say, Oh, you suck because you're going to do better than me. They could <laughs> say, Here's an open source software that has made our entire market way, way better. Let's try and implement it into our systems and say, Hey, there's a lot of people that look at the store and say, I can't get one of these for over a year. Um, Maybe I'll buy a GPD Win because it's running the new Steam OS. Or I think it would. Or any years be, time, they could have some decent competition.
0: Yeah, there are companies like Aya who make some pretty good handhelds, pretty powerful. Who uh, they have developed their own software to be kind of a front end on top of Windows, and it's not perfect because you put up the thing, you're still met with Windows setup. Well, and I think. <laughs> But and I,
1: I, I don't think I completed my thought earlier when I said that Steam pretty much had no choice but to use Linux. And what I was going into is that it's because Windows is bloated.
0: Oh, yeah. It's
1: bloated. It's super bloated. That's another massive And so, <laughs> like, trying to run, like, just trying to make an affordable product with minimal specs that's powerful enough to run high-level games... And all of a sudden Windows is in the background doing nothing but eating up half the resources and just being a bloated mess is why you pretty much have no choice but to go to Linux. So those companies that are doing Windows, that's what they have to deal with. That's what the GPD Win has to deal with.
0: Yeah, and frick, and like I had this a couple days ago, I had Linux running on here. And I mean, this is points against Linux and for Linux, but Sea of Thieves if thieves runs way better on here than with Linux than it does with Windows way better at 60 frames per second most of the time at the same settings I had on Windows on Windows I have to limit to 30 frames per second because I feel like I'm gonna throw up with the fluctuations all the time and even though even then sometimes I'll go to an island and the frame rates just chugging on Windows and I'm like hmm so that's a big point. And same with Halo. Halo, um, what's the map with the beach? (laughs) Which one? High ground. High ground lags for me on here because there's so many people. And when I look down towards the beach, it starts to lag. Same with the pit. And on Linux, it doesn't do that as much because there's not as much shiz happening in the background. The device can devote more to the game. Yeah, So.
1: so, I mean...
0: It would benefit those other companies if they were to implement SteamOS because their games... They can
1: take Proton (laughs) and use it for themselves, which if it's open source, they can. Like, that's Valve's biggest gold star is their open source nature. Valve
0: doesn't need to have the best device on the market. They need... It's like a, it's like how surfaces for the laptop industry, Microsoft Surface. They release features in Windows, and then they release a device, and they're like, "Here's how we're using this device. Here's how we built this device. Everyone else should do this." And then the other companies kind of follow suit with like Windows Hello features, where you can log in quickly and all that kind of stuff. I feel like this is could be kind of what Steam Deck is for the handheld PC gaming
1: right market i mean maybe they just i mean like microsoft they didn't have to they didn't have to release a surface but maybe they decided they had to because no one was doing it right and so in order to say hey okay here's how you got to do it and implement good features like this and mm-hmm. maybe even for them to say oh here's how we should make the software work better for yeah. tablets so that they can penetrate the tablet market and maybe like Steam's looking at the same thing, like okay, how can we, how can we, revitalize a portable, uh, PC market, and also make sure that our software is, like, really good for it. Um, something that
0: just popped into my mind is in the past, like Gabe Newell has, I'm pretty sure he's been pretty open about how much him and the company of valve look up to nintendo in the aspect that nintendo can come up with an idea and be like hey you know it'd be cool if we had a remote with motion controls in it and people could just play tennis with it so then they have the power to make a console that has motion controls in their controller and they can bring those ideas between hardware and their software games together and i know that Valve has been very jealous of that ability that Nintendo has. I think, I don't know how true that jealousy or vision holds up today, but Valve has kind of always had, like, an eye towards Nintendo to be like...
1: When Nintendo comes out with something like that, they don't just say, here's some cool motion control in our new console. They say, here's some motion control in our new console, and here's, like, 30 little example games of how you could take advantage of that i mean how creative you can be with this because otherwise consoles games are going to do stupid things like when you when you shake it it does one little thing like they don't they wouldn't take quite as advantage of the features of things like that if nintendo wasn't there to also say here's how creative you can be with these ideas
0: Yeah, Valve has done exactly that. I just realized with uh, they just released a new free portal game, and it's uh, what is it, Aperture Desk Job, I think is what it's called. And it utilizes the Steam Deck controls in a way that's like, here's how this stuff all works, here's Steam input, kind of get used to it, how it works, and then you can apply this to other games. Or hey, developers, you could apply this to your
1: games because it's like here's our <laughs> here's our controller it's got these pads that you may not be used to but they've got advantages that that you can take advantage of but developers may not think like how they could take advantage of it without a good example of mm-hmm. of what they can do to take advantage of these con- types of controls rather than just program left right up down whatever crap
0: yeah um (laughs) there's a lot to be said for steam input and i think every developer should utilize the api that api has been around forever by the way and there are not many games that use it directly and uh, this is another subject but like you've got left 4 dead 2 you can have input on the joystick and you can look around like a mouse with the pad on this side So you're moving around with the full 360 degrees of the joystick and the sensitivity of it. You can walk slowly or you can speed up and you can use the mouse at the same time. Whereas most other games that are just made for Windows, it's it's either the controller or the mouse and keyboard. If you try to use the same at the same time, it gets all confused. And that's where the Steam API comes in because you can have those different types of inputs at the same time without the game freaking out and trying to show you different controls. Like, instead of press F to get in the car on GTA, it'll say, like, X, depending on what you did last. If you looked over with the mouse last, then it'll be like, press F to get in the car (laughs) when you're mostly on a controller except for the one touchpad (laughs) to look around. So, stuff like that. Um, I pretty much... We've gone through everything on my notes, basically. Um... One thing I had down here, kind of like a question I saw on Reddit, somebody was like, Valve should pro- should promote SteamOS 3 heavily as a desktop OS. And I thought, they probably shouldn't. <laughs> no. Because we've already got that. It's called Windows. <laughs> and I don't know what the benefit would be of putting SteamOS on a desktop computer.
1: The problem is... <laughs> Their focus is gaming, and, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you love Linux. Um, if you're using your computer for most things, like any sort of work, you're going to have a hard time finding compatibility in Linux. Mm-hmm. I used 12 different pieces of software at work, and maybe one of them is Linux compatible.
0: Yeah, that's not to say, like, there are options for Linux, but it's like I mean i I bring this up like, oh, you need to do word word processing, good open office, except like it's a it's always a lesser but in
1: the <laughs> in the real world, like you share a document at work that's not doc x compatible <laughs> and has all the same features or doesn't load right in there hmm that's thing. the thing it's it, like
0: you can always save in those formats. Whether they pull up on the actual program correctly or not is another story.
1: Right, and when somebody <laughs> sends you a, a Microsoft document with these advanced features in it, it's not going to pull up right in yours. I think Linux
0: works really well as a gaming platform. Um, there's not a lot of those problems that can occur so long as a game just runs.
1: <laughs> now, if they play their cards right, they can... They can... And you already said this is what they're going to do. They're basically going to replace big picture mode with SteamOS. Oh, yeah. That's the correct path. Leave it on top of Windows. Just replace, like, big picture mode. Big picture mode, I
0: hate. I don't think anybody
1: (laughs) who's playing on a desktop computer really wants to be in handheld console mode if they're sitting there with a mouse and a keyboard. (laughs) <laughs> they don't want to be like they'd probably rather just stick with the original steam maybe they could implement some features some quick menu features that that do some cool stuff
0: yeah the thing that we've talked about already too is if you have a really powerful gaming pc the uh the annoying bloat of windows isn't as big of a deal <laughs> Right. As if you're making a handheld PC like these, the GPD or iOneo, where that tiny bit of leeway can make a huge difference.
1: In cost and performance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas so, on a desktop, not so much a problem. Yeah. Really. And so there's really no need. And yeah. And maybe if you don't work on your computer, you'd be okay with it. Running only Steam OS, I don't know, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, dual boot. <laughs>
1: you could dual boot,
0: um, but that's for enthusiasts.
1: But I think, <laughs> but I think that Steam went the right route by saying, "Hey, we're going to take this UI, replace it, big picture mode with it." That way, if you are using a computer with a controller hooked to a TV as a gaming console, you have that option, but. Like the market for that specifically is so small that like, there's no need to be like trying to convince people to replace their entire OS with it. Yeah. Just give, just give us the option to have it as the UI. (laughs) And, uh,
0: I mean, there's already hacky workarounds to get it working. Like I showed you earlier today, I have the steam deck UI able to load up on my windows laptop here and it's functional in ways and not in others but i mean it just takes a tiny bit of work to i mean i i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to frame this wrong for the developers who are trying to get this stuff Under, ready undervalue the work they yeah. to put into it i mean it's not just a tiny bit of work but it's not like it's not like doing something completely from scratch. Like it's right. already, it we already like have it running. They <laughs> designed it in a
1: way that, yeah. it, that it can run. Like it's not exclusively it needs to be totally rewritten for mm-hmm. Windows. Yeah. they can port it over. Um, hopefully, it, hopefully it's not too bad where they have to be maintaining tons of different code bases. But
0: I I heard their goal, as opposed to big picture, was to keep Steam Desktop and steam deck ui more one-to-one than big picture was big picture was completely different so like i heard a quote from one of the developers that was like if we update something on the desktop ui it's just kind of it's going to translate over and it won't be as big of a deal so i know that was a goal that they had going into it but
1: that's the kind of thing you want to see like like, yeah (laughs) when i worked for a software company we had a web interface and a desktop windows interface and the web guys were rebuilding from scratch a new interface and every time they added a new like super cool feature the desktop guys were like why didn't you tell us about that like we should be (laughs) implementing these cool new features into the desktop version too
0: and that's where making a progressive web app can really work in your benefit (laughs) (laughs) Come on guys. Developers, Facebook, YouTube, come on. I want that. Anyways, that's a different subject. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Steam is running is a progressive web app for that UI. By
1: that sort of correspondence, like I'm sure they they probably and maybe they don't, but I, I would imagine they have a different team on each piece of software the the regular UI and the thing but as if they're working in tandem enough to keep (laughs) features it'd be nice because
0: I mean aside from one update big picture really hasn't changed in the many years that it's been around now and it'd be nice if later on if the steam deck was kind of depreciated if they updated something on steam if it kind of came over still (laughs) that'd be really good to see so that's nice it's kind of future-proofing as well. If if the whole Steam Deck thing doesn't entirely work out, then you know, we're not left in the dust. So Right.
1: Right, that's the other thing is if they're if they're using it for big picture mode and they see it as software that they're going to that they're going to maintain even if they don't care to maintain the Steam Deck itself. Yeah. And those of us with a Steam Deck are still supported. Yeah. As far as UI features and updates.
0: And that kind of goes with the general idea of the whole thing where your library is still compatible over time. The UI, hopefully, is over time. And so lots of future proofing. But um, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Like, um, I know there's a lot of features, there's like upscaling things but i if we wanted to we could do another episode later talking about more specifics but
1: yeah that's that's all i had i think cool i think
0: as a conclusion um we are very excited for the steam deck um i'm way more excited than everybody else i personally know around me because <laughs> i i um i tend to hone in on this kind of thing that's what i did with the gpd win max when i was getting it um and i've had it for almost two years now i think
1: it's kind of crazy but it'll be a new world for someone like me who prefers to game with a mouse but i think that that steam's controller um pad Mm -hmm. is the is the closest thing I've ever had to feeling like hey I might actually be able to be good <laughs> at at playing on a controller.
0: Yeah. It's uh I just like how encompassing the controller design is for PC gaming and there's not a lot of games that you just won't be able to play using that control set. So it's kind of nice. I'm very excited. I'm excited about the specs of it. I'm excited about the software of it. I'm excited about just having a computer that's powerful enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and knowing that its lifespan is going to be probably longer than most things. Like, I don't know, 10 years from now, a game comes out, maybe it won't play on it, but maybe you can turn everything down all the way and still play on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be super nice to have that. Um Backwards compatibility. So, anyways, um, if you've made it this far, uh, be sure to let us know what you think. Um, you can find me on Twitter if you desire to go to Twitter. <laughs> um, I believe it's at it's at m r m c a y y y. So at Mr. McKay with no spaces. Um, so yeah. Uh, otherwise. We'll catch you in two more years when we do another episode. (laughs) 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 Thanks for watching.